0: Welcome to the August 18th edition of the PFF Forecast. We are back in a remote location. Don't worry, this won't be the case for long. Um, we actually had to figure out how to like use microphones again. So uh, this is going to be uh, actually an awesome podcast because we are going to hit um, three different ways that you can bet on games. We're going to talk about um, some week one bets because our betting dashboards just dropped and we want to call attention to some of the things that we didn't even realize were good values there that you can snag now before they become stale. Uh, we're going to talk college betting because yes, I don't know if you know this, but that starts like very, very, very soon, like in a week. Um, and you want to snap those lines up before they go stale as well. And then we're going to finish it out with, look, it's preseason for everybody, but um, yeah, you can still bet on it. So we're going to talk about it. Well, let's rock. Let's rock. Alright, um, so uh, I guess I should start uh, by commenting on the fact that you have once again outdressed me, and I don't know how I feel about it. I was wearing my
1: Manscaped t-shirt, and then I, I remember the, the like, you, weren't, you didn't really, like, rip me for it, but you were kind of like, Hey, man, our friendship means more than, like, a ratty t-shirt. And I was like, Oh, yeah, it does. So then I, like, put on a nice shirt here. And, um, but the thing about it is I remember one of the first times you and I ever gave a lecture together, it was in Minnesota and I Mm -hmm. wore a button up shirt and a suit jacket and you wore like something like less dressy than that. You're like, look, if you look good, you can wear whatever you want. And I I do think that there's like a a level there where, um, you know, the bar, a guy, we'll talk about betting today. I got to cover a different spread than you got to cover. (laughs) <laughs> and and, and like, so th- that that's why I'm wearing this shirt right now I do like I, I look people you know you get older I bought this shirt first year of grad school fits me really wow. nice still
0: look at you look at you yeah. I, I was gonna say I have a shirt just like that I think it's a great shirt and the point that you make I believe very firmly in um, that's uh, that's some motivation um, and reason for people to hate me more, because uh, people in the comments love me. Um, but uh, no, I think um, I think I need to step the game up a little bit. I, I maybe need to get some callers out here. We'll, we'll get it going. Um, we have a couple more remote podcasts this off season, and then we'll be back in the studio. Um, let's start with uh, week one of the NFL season. And the reason we should start there is that if you go to pff.com right now, you can go to betting dashboards is called green line um, it's our betting dashboard that has all of the model predictions and there's some interesting ones that look we we you know kind of know our models pretty well and we do some fun prognostication on where we think values are um, and the models sometimes as we talk about during the season you know that they, they kind of like reground you in in truth because it The models know everything so to speak like you can't overlook some certain aspect of teams there which we can do obviously when we're thinking about things um let me ask you this though like if you because there's there's one game that i do want to talk about to start off here and it, it has to do with this which is i felt pretty strongly that this is like a great bet and when a model does like maybe it doesn't say the opposite but it's like hey there might not be a ton of value on this bet What what do you do internally? Like, do you talk yourself into it? Do you talk yourself out of it? Like, what 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 do you do yourself? Because I have something that I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, and this is year four uh, of Green Line, year five of the of the two of us betting together. I think we've certainly gotten better um, over time, and you know, the the interesting thing this year, if you go to PFF, um, there are totals that we're we're having opinions on, and we talked about this in the last. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about this in the last podcast, but sort of like what league-wide scoring environment are we expecting? That certainly manifests itself here. We might have to change that assumption. But to answer your question, it's a great question because, you know, especially in week one, like we've thought about these games for months. Mm -hmm. And there are numbers that have sort of been beaten into place, like Buffalo's minus seven now. They're minus six. Like probably don't have a big gauge there. Falcons minus three and a half. Like, I think that's good. I'm not gonna lay more than a field goal with the Falcons, probably the rest of my life. Um and you know, games, you know, there are other games where, you know, I thought that I would like I would see more value. For example, Giants at home week one. We haven't seen any mm-hmm. value there. But but to your point, the one that I think you're talk you want to talk about is the Jets getting four in Carolina week <laughs> one. That's one that we liked. You know, for the basically the whole time Over, by the way, another number we've liked in that game And for me, I think in week one You just have to be careful Because during the course of the regular season You're going to basically The games are going to come so rapidly That you're not going to have a humongous prior On a game in like week three And so you're just basically going off your model numbers In a game like week one You are double-counting right? You're, you're double counting your intuition back in like, you know, uh, May, you know, uh, June and, and the model predictions. And, you know, that's still just one bet, right? Like you don't want to have like two bets in week one, especially given how much uncertainty there is that that's where I would, I would say like, I am just more happy that I have that position. I'm not piling on more money.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to be clear, my process is: um, can I can I talk myself into something? Because sometimes I just want to bet on the game, you know. And I feel like that's a very normal thing to do. And then often, because I overthink everything, I go wait wait. I know what I'm doing here. This is what every normal peasant on the planet does. And then I overcorrect the other way, um, yeah. and like run away from that game. Uh, and then I watch the game intently and see whether my original opinion would have hit and get very bitter if it does. Right? Like every normal human being on the planet. Yeah. Um, what I did want to... So I, the oh, the totals are very interesting. Let's let's talk about um, the first game, though, that I, actually the game that I wanted to talk about, which was Bucks-Cowboys. So spread of this game is seven right now. You can find a juice six and a half in places. Um, total 51 and a half. And... I have been championing the Buccaneers for um, most of the offseason. And my reasoning it is as follows. Tom Brady is being, I actually think, overlooked in terms of how well he played last year. Um, he was our most valuable quarterback in the NFL last year at 93.3 PFF grade, um, 115 passer rating from a clean pocket. By the way, all things that you get in the betting dashboard um, on PFF.com. So I think he was being overlooked a little bit. They obviously have great continuity. Uh, And the Cowboys are going to be on hard knocks. They're going to be, you know, they've got cameras in their faces. Dak is coming back off an injury. They are going to face a uh, Todd Bulls defense that's going to be very aggressive. Now, Dak is also now coming back off a shoulder injury. Um, And the Cowboys defense is absolutely putrid. And you're telling me that Tom, Tom Brady is the master of picking on weak links. Like you saw Micah Parsons, by the way. Micah Parsons, my least favorite Hard Knocks character, only got worse with the last Hard Knocks. Oh Did man, you watch I can't it? Can't wait to watch. Oh my God. Okay, sorry. I, ha- I have to do this. No, I, um, I, I, I'm good. You can spoil. I I I have to tell this because like, I don't know if people have watched or not. Like, if you want to pause it and skip ahead 30 seconds, go ahead. But he um, and I will actually do this without spoiling it. Micah Parsons does the thing where when you lose and you go, oh. You you're not even very good, anyways. That was so lucky. Like you're not even good, and um, I, I did a bad impersonation there, but it was it was honestly like tough to watch. It was very cringeworthy. Anyways, Tom Brady's gonna pick on Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons got roasted by a fullback on Hard Knocks. Like, uh, come on. So, you know, if you go to pff.com, it's not we would shade like if you had to bet one way or the other, like we would shade Tampa Bay, but it's not a clear value. And a lot of that, in my opinion, Eric. Is because it's seven, and just like if you look at the probability, the chances that a game lands on seven are so high that I feel like if you know if it's six and a half, there's definitely value there. But at seven, like that's why I'm probably gonna just tease it and be happy with that.
1: Yeah. So if you if you look at um, Week One, it's weirdly taken down on Pinnacle. Is there is there a are are we are we still struggling with? Let me see if there's another a version is of this game. Of are we are we still struggling with the DAC issue, right? Because like I think I got I laid like look I I don't always bet with the model. I laid seven. Um, I did lay seven. Uh, yeah. So right now, okay. So here's some context. I think this is a good example. So if you look at BetOnline.ag, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers laying six and a half is minus one twenty five to. To break even on minus 125, you need a 55.5% uh, cover probability, okay? So we right now have Dallas, uh, or sorry, we have uh, Tampa Bay um, go covering basically, you know, getting more than seven. So winning by, by more than seven. So eight to infinity, 47.6% of the time. So even at six and a half. So this is, again, why you have to play the percentages. So like... The number of games that land on seven, especially with a total of 51.5, that would have to be almost, you know, carry the two here, um, 55.5 minus 47.6. You would have to have 8% of games land on seven right. for you to make that juice up bet, right? That's how much that, that costs, you know what I mean? And it, eight... You know, it's about four or 5% of games, you know, th- depending on the total, three, four, 5% of games that land on seven. So we would probably, if you push that thing down to six and a half, we'd half, we'd we'd have that number more in the sort of like, you know, 51, 52% range. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that being said, like we talked about this with Hermsmeyer, like if you if it's a standalone game, you want to bet it just for the action. I do think Tampa Bay is, the, the, is going to minimize your negative EV if you bet it. So, um, And if you think that Dallas is going to play without Dak Prescott, then, of course, lay it right now. But just know that if they play with Prescott, it's a, hum- it's a long haul to get over the six and a half spread. And hence, why our number moves that way, it's not necessarily going to advise a bet.
0: Team teaser right here, baby um yeah
1: yeah the teaser i mean the teaser is is a is a good one we we have tampa bay winning the game uh outright uh 74.8 percent of the time you take the square root of that uh or sorry you take the you take that squared and that's essentially what you need to, for the you know that's the price that you need to, you buy your teaser at to have a that plus another comparable one
0: look when you get into the math eric um I get I get a little excited. You get a little excited, yeah. Yeah, um, and and then and most people just like fall asleep. But like that's whatever. Um, Carol, let's let's go Carolina, New York here. Um, total of forty three. So we've talked to it. Carolina is minus four at home. Now, let me be really clear here. If Philip Walker were starting this game, I'd be hesitant. I'd Be hesitant to take the Jets. But with Sam Donald starting this game, buddy. Give me the Jets at minus four. Uh, I mean, plus four. Um, like, I don't know, man. I talked about this on, on Sunday um, on the last podcast. But yeah. the fact that Tom Brady played quarterback in a preseason week one game and Sam Donald didn't it tells me everything I need to know. Everything I need to know. And Do you uh, think so, yeah.
1: that some of these teams are hiding players in preseason out of guilt? or Not out of guilt. Shame is like, maybe the wrong word.
0: But like not to embarrass themselves. Ah, man. So I don't think that's the case with like the Rams or the Chargers. I think that's just the way McVeigh does it and the way Staley's doing it. The Panthers, but like Minnesota,
1: all indications are that they've looked terrible in camp. Like Cousins can't hit the broadside. Like them benching all thirty starters or whatever in week one of the preseason is like I think partially to save them from them save them from the embarrassment prolong it one week I think Darnold's probably a similar thing like if you send Darnold out there in week one of the preseason when Zach Wilson looks good Trevor Lawrence looks good uh Trey Lance looks good Justin Fields looks good and Mac Jones looks good and you're like oh shit our quarterback that we spent a second round pick on and a fifth year option uh looks like dog shit (laughs) then there might be a little bit there there um, by the way, uh, this is important. Um, shop around because Bet Online, for example, has so we use consensus lines. So again, just a little orientation on what you know we're talking about with PFF uh, betting dashboard and stuff. Uh, we're using a, con- a consensus line. Four is the number that's available in a lot of places, but for example, Bet Online has the Jets at plus four and a half, and four is not not a key number in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So True. if you can shop around and get yourself a four and a half, to me. Well, I think over 43 in this game is a great bet, but I think plus four and a half is the best spread bet of the
0: whole weekend so far. I'm with you. I also think over 43, it, it, the only thing that worries me, the only thing that worries me, Eric, is how bad Sam Donald could be in this game. And yep. like Zach Wilson, also a little bit of a of an unknown, although I was pretty impressed with what I saw offensively. Um, let's, let's get to some... Um, Uh, let's close it out with a couple of of spreads, but let's talk about totals here for a second. Yeah. Um, You mentioned this at the top, right? It's like, okay, what is the league going to look like this year? Um, The biggest penalty talk that we've had is taunting. I don't know that taunting is going to impact scoring. What what do you think will impact scoring, if anything, that... uh, you know that that maybe is is uniquely different about this year, or you know that is something maybe people aren't considering, like what are the things that in your mind, you're like, okay, this could push it either to be an overs, you know first week or an unders first week?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think the fact that the majority of the quarterbacks in the league are healthy is going to make it better for overs but the fact that we're going to have some fans in some stands is going to make it worse than it was last season. Mm -hmm. Um, and remember last season, you know, totals were like hitting at like a 65, 70% clip the first like month of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, road teams were not having to contend with crowd noise. So offenses like road offenses were just as efficient as home offenses. And that carried significantly into the future. Um, I don't think it's we're gonna have that league-wide environment. In mm-hmm. fact, like and again, this is part of the modeling process that's more of an art than a science. But like when I assumed that, you know, because usually when you like have a factor variable like year, you'll and and it and something hasn't played that year yet, you'll just assume it was the prior year. Mm-hmm. Doing so was was not giving reasonable results. Right. Um and so but but twenty nineteen to me was also a depressed offensive year for a number of reasons. So I I more thought about two thousand, uh, you know, because I, I what was it two thousand and nineteen? We had the pass interference penalties were reviewable. Was that that year? Or was it twenty? Yep. So like there were there was a little bit of that. There like offensive pass interference penalties were were called more often, right? Than so there were there was like one drive a game, and that's all it really takes. Twenty eighteen, especially in the first half, and we you know we got dinged on unders. We bet a lot of unders. We lost a lot of unders in 2018. Um what is I think more of a conducive more conducive, right? And there are a number of things um that I think will contribute to league wide totals being high, but not not historically high, like last year. And I think it's quarterbacks being healthy. Uh, offenses being more efficient, like offenses are just more efficient now than they like. Mm-hmm. You look at motion rates are higher now than they were two years ago. Uh, play action rates are higher than they were two years ago. Um, you know the offenses are just more efficient. I don't think they'll get as big of a boost as they got in 2020 from no fans, but I think it will be somewhere splitting that difference. And so, does that mean we're on a lot of overs? I don't want to give away the product, but like if you look in there, there are some overs. Um, we, we are on an under um, which is interesting and I, I actually agree with that, that yeah,
0: game. I, I wanted to talk about the under and I will in a second um, my, my the biggest thing that I keep coming back to is what you mentioned which is there are fans back and that will impact the ability of great quarterbacks to be really great on the road but it's also going to hurt younger offensive linemen Um, It's going to hurt, you know, offensive lines in general that are on the road. A lot of young quarterbacks out there. So, like, I'm being a little cautious with overs, certainly. Like, I think Jets, Panthers is is a no-brainer. I think that that's just based on, you know, like, looking at the team fundamentals, right, and the actual total there. But... You know, if you look kinda of league wide, I, I'm gonna wait. Like I'm just gonna wait a little bit. The one though that also makes a lot of sense to me because our model likes the under <laughs> and not the over, is Dolphins Patriots. Um Patriots are two and a half point favorites at home, total is forty five. Why do I say that? Well, I am I am a little nervous about the Miami Dolphins offense. I don't I don't know why we should have any faith in Tua yet, and I'm not sure that the Dolphins do yet. They also have two new pass catchers that are number one pass catchers for them in Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller. Uh, Brian Flores, great defensive schemer. They have two great corners in Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Um, and the Patriots, now they may go with, with Mac Jones, but if you saw Mac Jones play, like he, this is not the Alabama team, so they're not throwing it all over the field, certainly not against the Dolphins. And if they go with Cam Newton, it's going to be a slugfest. So, under 45, feels tough because 45 is one of the lower totals out there on the week when you look at these two teams like man i you know like it just it just has that it, it has all the makings of an under game this
1: is also a game that if you're going to tease a team like tampa that you think can win kansas city down to a pick um buffalo down to minus one Like basically any of those sort of like square favorites that you want to bet, that you want to tease, teasing the Dolphins up to eight and a half with a total this low in the
0: NFL is probably the perfect pair with that. Um, I I really like, I mean, I really like that. I also really like a Dolphins-Giants teaser, teasing the Giants out to uh, seven and a half, half, which... Sounds kind of sexual. Um oh, also and if
1: and if the if the Broncos continue to look good in the preseason, that might drift out to two and a half. Remember that yeah. the point from sorry, the point from one and a half to two and a half is not that is not worth much.
0: Yo, the the, the but, Giants- Broncos- but that tease through the seven is worth a lot. The Giants Broncos game has a total of forty two and a half.
1: Yeah. But right, like so that that's interesting, right? Like think about the game theory here, right? The point that it, like if you wait on the on the Broncos to go from one and a half point favorites to two and a half point favorites, that one point is worth almost nothing to you against the spread. Right. But going from teasing from seven and a half to eight and a half is worth more in yep. the teaser because eight more games land on eight than land on two. So that that's an important thing to remember. Um, I, who, I believe so, that's true. I, I have to look back if, if somebody fact checks me. I, I believe that's true, but
0: I I believe that's true as well. Um, it's interesting. The Broncos played the the third string Vikings who looked awful. So, yeah. you know, like, is that the Denver offense that I would expect? Absolutely not. Look, fans but, are
1: weird, man, and better and like, not to say that betters are weird, but like think well, about the think about the league environment we're in right now where everybody doubted Josh Allen. Everybody doubted Justin Herbert. True. Drew Locke is the toolsy quarterback that is not accurate and I think that there are more than a few people who are thinking to themselves, Drew Locke is the next one of these guys. I don't I don't see it. I don't agree with it. But that like that's the narrative you're you're going up against. I'm really interested in that game. The the one thing I will say, and this is just foreshadowing, when week two look aheads come out, okay, the Dolphins could very well put together a great defensive performance against the Pats. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about the dolphins though, as a team this year, and this is why I'm somewhat high on the jets. Um, the dolphins last season were in the bottom third in the NFL in yards per play allowed, but they were first in turnovers generated, right? Mm. If you week two, they're at home against Buffalo. You might get, because of home field advantage, and maybe Buffalo struggles a little against Pittsburgh. I don't know. Pittsburgh seems like the kind of team that will be game week one, even though they're not very good. The Bills might be an absolute smash week two in in, in Miami. Like, the Bills offense is great. The Dolphins defense is going to be overrated going in that game. That is a week two line that I think, you know, Miami, people could very much take advantage of. Because I don't think the Dolphins have a great defense. I think they had a really good season last year defensively like those are two different things
0: yeah and that that's really that, that's interesting because people will hear that and they'll go you're you're high on crack cocaine what we're talking about is like defensive performances are very are, are very fluky and they're super subject to turnovers and what you just mentioned obviously is turnovers and that's so much less stable and yeah. consistent from season to season than how many yards you allow per play just like think about it like turnovers are what 50 plays a ga- a year yards per play literally counts every single play. So, um, it's, it's a good note. I will say this though. Um, Miami could be incredibly hot and humid. Um, which I know people, um, always talk about, and I would monitor that as well. I don't know how far out you can get a weather report. Um, but, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be one concern, I guess that I would have. Um, let's go to uh let's go to some college games before we do um the tool that we we're just referencing are the betting dashboards and pff.com there are both pro and college every single game playoff and regular season is going to be on there with cover probabilities against the spread money line totals also the props tool will be out very soon obviously for the start of the nfl season um and you you're going to want that I, I promise you this so go to pff.com right now by the way i'll let, just let you know this if you hunt around a little bit you go in the right article you might find a little nugget there you might find a little promo code you never know it could <laughs> happen if you're a first time subscriber this is the time to go make it happen um right in time for the season it can cost you as little as 9.99 a month to get access to all of the fantasy stuff i, I gotta shout out the fantasy guys by the way because i'm trying to prep for my fantasy stuff i don't know what the fuck's going on um Dwayne mcfarland is writing some awesome content on draft strategy on his tiers articles are so mathematically based, but also easy to understand. And of course, Ian Harditz, Ian Harditz, 10 commandments can just get you like halfway through the draft and you'll be, you'll be winning. So go get all of that. Plus all the rankings from, from Nathan Yankee and all the, the the guys, there. projections, um, are, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Cheat sheets. All that stuff is available, uh, for as low as 999 draft smarter, then everyone else in your league just just do it for yourself at pff.com also fan tracks yeah go ahead i mean when
1: you're in the mount sinai of fantasy football you need the 10
0: commands you do uh and you he do. provided them um and they were very good i particularly like i feel like Cousins.
1: i feel like for for secret santa one of us needs to get in and like get these like stone tablets of like draft audentate you know what i mean and like
0: uh it's just it's actually just draft on tate 10 yeah i think
1: that's all 10 but
0: (laughs) you and if you're looking by the way for a place to draft them um fan tracks is the place for you to go george do you know that i'm
1: currently in a fan tracks draft
0: how's it going Uh,
1: it's college football so like uh one friend of the program thorne eyestrom was like why do you keep sniping my players like i don't know anything like I'm like I'm like bro, I'm literally going to wins above average and looking at the 10 available players and picking the guy with the best wins above average the last 3 years. Like that's all I'm doing. But apparently I got a pretty good squad here.
0: Makes sense. I'm not surprised. Uh Fantrax.com is the best place to host your league. Use promo code PFF at slash pff and get a chance to win a trip to as I can't believe this is actually out there. Any regular season game this year plus $6,000 cash. That's fucking awesome. Fantrax.com slash PFF, promo code PFF. And uh, last but not least, DraftKings. This weekend, Pacquiao, Ugas. It's a fight in case you didn't know. And if you're looking for something to do, you should probably bet on the fight and do so at DraftKings. Because uh, if you use promo code PFF, you can bet $1 to win $100. If any fighter of your choice lands a punch i'm guessing one of them will land a punch um pick the favorite to land a punch and then take those hundred dollars and go put them on nfl bets for week one or the preseason or college or whatever the hell it is and profit download the top rated DraftKings app right now use promo code pff when you sign up turn one dollar into one hundred dollars free credits that's promo code pff one dollar into one hundred dollars you must be 21 or older new jersey indiana pennsylvania only new customers are uh, the only ones that are applicable. See draftkings.com slash for details. If you have a gaming problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. with right.
1: The, uh, NCAA. in the, in the, uh, the space that is legalized sports betting, there's a lot of
0: free money out there. Take advantage of it. Go, go get it. Go get yourself. Um, week zero is like in the month of August. I think people forget that. It's week zero is just there to make sure the models work, George. Exactly. So we're going to talk about it. Um, We're not going to allocate a whole bunch of time to it. I'm setting a timer right now. It's like three minutes. Um, But you, sir, are going to give me your favorite if you have to, and I know you will, put bets down for week zero. What are they going to be?
1: Well, so George, actually, we're already seeing the value of this tool because I literally was on the tool a minute ago, clicked away, saw it, and... My Nebraska Cornhuskers, who opened at eight-and-a-half point favorites at Illinois, I think Austin Gale and you know Champagne's own Mike Renner will be there, um, it got down to seven. We show a little bit of value on, on seven there, and within the last minute or so, this number has gone to six-and-a-half. So there's some hmm. steam on Illinois, folks. Um, if you can find a seven in the marketplace, take Illinois at home, um, getting a full touchdown against the... Uh, much maligned in my alma mater, Nebraska Cornhuskers. They call them
0: Nebraska that's... for a reason. Um, I'm yeah. going to take – I'm just going to bet Illinois money line right now. Um, and that's the beautiful thing um, is that, uh, you know, when I bet the money line, I'm going to get, what, two to one odds. It's going to be nice. It's like plus 215. Yeah, it's not yeah. a bad bet. Um, what uh, – so that's one game. So the games are, by the way, I'll let you guys know here in case you're curious, Hawaii – At UCLA, UCLA is a 17-point favorite, the Fighting Chip Kelly's total of 70 and a half. Um, Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, and the Illinois Fighting Illini as well um, on Saturday, Uh, and then Connecticut Huskies are visiting the Fresno State Bulldogs. The uh, Fresno State Bulldogs are minus 27 and a half. (laughs) Yeah, UConn didn't play last
1: year, so so that that's I think factoring in the fact that UConn did not play a game last year. Wow, that is a lot
0: of points. Uh, Total sixty-two and a half, and then the UTEP Miners are playing the New Mexico State Aggies. New Mexico State is nine-point underdogs at home, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. Are there any uh, thoughts that you have around the other games? I feel like twenty-seven and a half is absurd, but yeah. The, there's also a game at
1: 10 p.m. that day, which is Southern Utah, who's FCS against San Jose State, or as I like to call them, San Jose Great. They're they're probably going to be laying like 30 points just to you know because they're actually a good football team. But that's another game. That is that weekend. Don't lose out on that one as well. We don't predict. So just for the people asking, we don't we don't set lines for FCS versus FBS. So that that's why that game is notice, notably missing. I do like – look, New Mexico State's an interesting team, George, because they played in the spring. They were the only FC, FBS team that played games in the spring. They sort of, like, had one game where they played their backups, got blown out. <laughs> they had one game where they played their starters, won he- heavily. Um, UTEP is not very good. And, like, we honestly have these teams, like, e- almost equally power-rated. Um and so like the the one place where there is an advantage for the team that's favored utep is in defense but we know that defense is pretty random year to year um so that one at nine it's at nine i believe it was nine and a half just a little bit ago um i think i got it at nine and a half let's just say that so it is moving in the right direction but there's still value there right i'd take this probably through seven and a half oh yeah
0: um I like that one as well. I've got a little money line parlay I'm already cooking up here. Pretty excited about it. Um, so you can join me on that. I'm sure it'll end well for me, a astute watcher of college football that I am. Yeah. Let's close out here with a little preseason week two. So you and Ben Brown have been crushing the PFF betting podcast. It was, by the way, a little uh, spoiler alert here was the daily betting podcast. We're going to switch the name to the betting podcast because we. Uh, I don't know that daily is what we need to do to provide the people what they need. Um, and it's going to cover NFL and NCAA pretty much every day, by the way. And, and um, I
1: know you, you know, you're in charge of content at PFF. Um, uh, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. We were throwing in a little bit of CFL betting on the show. I know we were sullying the, the, you know, we talk about Mount Sinai and the commandments. We were, we were, uh, we were eating some of the forbidden fruit, not to mix Bible, references together um, but yeah I think, I think that was like the point of changing it from a daily show to a not as daily show which is that like there's a lot of content to bet about and a 10 minute show is pretty good, a 15 minute show is pretty good but it doesn't have to be every day
0: yeah, but it will be very, very consistent. And if you have not been listening to that podcast, now is the time to start because you guys have given some really, really great information. I mean, if you didn't listen to the CFL and preseason stuff, you're missing out. Um, so tease us a little bit, um, preseason week two, everyone cannot stop talking about unders going, was it 14 and three? Yeah. We talked about, you know, teasing dog unders. Um, is that due for a reversal? Um, I'm assuming that you know the, the, there's been a little bit of adjustment from the books um, what are your thoughts yeah, like? I no <laughs> you know like that's the
1: thing and I think the books – so ben, ben asked me this exact same question I think it's a really smart one which is what are the books gonna do to react and I think the books are are betting that teams playing more of their guys and being sharper is going to lead to more games that are kind of like what we expect to have happen. So, for Mm. example, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football this week, um, the Eagles are at home. Now, they were two and a half, I believe, point dogs just a few days ago. They're one and a half, minus. They're still one and a half now. Total's 38 and a half. 38 and a half would have been one of the highest totals of last week. Um, So the opportunity, if you you want it, to tease Philly up to seven and a half um, and pair it with another game is there. Kansas City and Arizona, Kansas City is two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road with a total of 41. That does not seem to look like the books are adjusting at all to what happened last week. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are two games where, you know, if you want a Thursday-Friday teaser, um, throw a little Arizona, throw a little Philadelphia there. And and then when you look at the rest of the weekend, Packers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to the Jets. I can see kind of why, because maybe Jordan Love doesn't play because he's hurt, and then, you know, that's a free-for-all there. Um, You have... The Colts are two and a half point underdogs in Minnesota against the Vikings um Colts backups so, played pretty well Sunday what, but yeah, Vikings what's will probably the, play their starters Oh they're gonna play their starters but how long yeah. are they going to play them? Exactly that's the point like I was talking about this with our my friend you know our, our colleague Timo, where we were talking about last week the only team that was favored by set like by like a touchdown was Tampa and it was like and I was like, yeah I guess maybe if if you assume Brady's playing and Burrow's not playing and so like Brady drives down, scores a touchdown, then you reset the game at seven nothing. But it's like even Brady's Bucks are not more than a fifty percent chance to score on the first drive. So like, yeah. and they leave the field, and now you're grinding out Brandon Allen versus Blaine Gabbert, right? <laughs> like, or or whomever. And so that's I think where the 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 rub is this week, right? So not only do you have teaserable lines, right? You have Falcons five point underdogs in Miami. You have Detroit five point underdogs in Pittsburgh. The Rams have, are six
0: and a half point underdogs.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at Pinnacle, but yeah, there's there, that that's there too. The Rams are seven point dogs at home to the Raiders. The Seahawks are five and a half point dogs at home to Denver. Um, the Browns are five and a half point favorites to the Giants at home, and then the Chargers at home are five point underdogs to your fighting Trey Lance's trade um the other so so those are like if you if you're not getting the gist those are all bettable right like come on these are all coin flips and if you're getting five points added to a coin yeah. flip take them take it but the other the last thing i'll say and this is where i was really proud of ben because i was out i i, I gotta tell the story i i, I told you the story after our last show i'm gonna tell it on air this week but i was out spending time with some of my family at a water park for a little bit. And when Justin Fields entered the game and struggled at first, Ben immediately live bet the Bears. When it was pretty clear that Justin Fields is going to play the whole game, that's also an angle, right? Because, you know, the live betting betting during an NFL regular season is not that optimized. For a preseason, you can imagine how much of a free-for-all it is.
0: We could do a whole episode, and I suggested this. We do a whole episode on like things that are like water parks. We could probably spend a ton of time on water parks, to be honest. Um, we're not going to do that this episode, though. We will be back with you on Sunday, of course. I'm getting really excited, man, talking about games that are actually going to start happening here and preseason that you can actually bet on. It's a beautiful thing. Make sure you go check out all the great stuff at PFF.com. Get your subscription. Enjoy this season along with us. Thank you guys for hanging out. Peace.